Hey folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You are on with Real Redneck Tom Millard, and of course, we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I'm here, and it's a beautiful night for a podcast. Beautiful night for a As podcast. As always, you know, I mean, I, I'm not the thumping heartbeat of the uh, the podcast, but <laughs> I, I do have my role. So. I'm not the thumping beat of the heart. How do you know, Bill? You're making, that's such, uh, see? Not with that well, attitude, you won't be. Well, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I didn't have the, the heart and soul like your dad did last week into it with the heart thumping uh, entrance that he made oh, to our yeah. podcast last week. I get it. I'm like, where are you going with that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> oh, good grief. Okay. okay. I, I didn't look over. I have to be full disclosure. I've been getting everything ready. You know, I make sure the mics are, are good and lined up and the, the, the system's ready to record and the whole nine yards. I got my big glass of, of, of ice water and everything's connected. I just, I literally bill, I just looked over and he's sitting there with this dumb grin on his face <laughs> and and a stinking glass of tea with a friggin' tea bag thing. Who did Jen, did you get that for him? Outstanding. You brought you know your what? own. Is that why I was getting ready and I heard my wife say something about the kettle? And I'm like, the what? I have you to tell what? you, Bill, the heartbeat of the podcast is toasting you today with a cup of tea. Here's to you and the podcast and the Good official great. drink of Redneck Country tea. <laughs> the official great deal. Drink. I raised my glass there and, as well. And and thank oh, you for joining is that the, Good. In, yeah. We got a we got a band. I'm, I'm mm. so excited that we have a couple female hunters on tonight, so that we can discuss. <laughs> yeah. We, we got a band together, Bill. We got to put down this stereotyping that he's been forcing upon you and myself. <laughs> Stereo, you're old <laughs> and do drink tea that ain't a stereotype it's just facts they're individual facts that are not to be stereotyped right bill that's it that's it i get my my tea with a little bit of honey there and it's decaf and it's black and i toast you folks i am very very hesitant to say and sitting Mm. beside me is the patriarch of what was known as redneck country (laughs) my father real redneck Dad, Dad, unfortunately, your mic's hot. And I'm drinking yeah. it in the podcast and so is mug. Cup of tea. A clear glass podcast mug. It is a podcast. <laughs> it's literally. Okay, you've got to. So that mug, this is even more funny. So he holds it up. That mug that he's holding actually has a headset on it with a swirly looking pee in the middle of it. No lie. And, it, and so now I wondered what it was. It very well could be a podcast. That's what it is. A logo of some kind. Yes. So and now it's, where did that mug come from, you asked, Bill? Well, let me answer that question for you. We don't care where it came from. Oh, we no, just know that we are banding together. We are not taking this anymore. We're not lying down for this stuff. Not lately. That's for sure. you wouldn't get up. So uh, literally, me, we went for a bike ride. Oh, that's good. Just, geez. Last year. And on our bike ride home from mom and dad's, we go by this one spot and the guy's got all of his garbage out front. And I look and there's 22 inch chrome rims sitting there. 
There's a woman's, which I should have saved it for you guys. There's a woman's <laughs> golf driver. Uh, it was Nike, I think, or TaylorMade. It was TaylorMade uh, driver. Graphite shaft, whole nine yards. So it, it wasn't that old. That. And that then one. there was, so I, I went, I, I, we rode the bikes home and I said, okay, I rode, I, I grabbed the golf club and brought it. And after I thought about it, after we were home, I thought, man, I could, I could probably sell those tires and see what else is there. So I said to my daughter, Megan, let's hop in the truck and go back and grab those. She said, yeah, I'll go. So we went back and we threw the tires in. Well, there was a whole bunch of boxes of stuff too. And there was glassware, like, like mugs and stuff. And so Megan was picking mugs out of the garbage, out of this box of stuff, China and plates and crap. And that was one of the mugs she grabbed. It's a beautiful it was mug. a, a, a good find. <laughs> that's a good find I mean the, the American picker guys do that stuff all the time and they make, make big money out of it you know <laughs> Tell, I, know hey, I sold that golf club for 150 bucks <laughs> see I, I do believe and the the returns on a, on a podcast mug on this podcast is yeah it's you awesome. can't even measure those it needs to be sitting down here all the time for me to come over every week. Unfortunately, it's tainted with that stained looking urine water in it. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll join soon enough or get pushed out. One of the two. I'm not sure what, what it's going to be, but the technical wizardry you possess is what's holding here. You, you the glue of the podcast. That's, That's the only reason I'm here is because I know how to hit record. <laughs> yeah. And upload because this Facebook thing is beyond me. So... <laughs> oh, yeah, so I'm going to hit you right off the hop because that's what I want to do is hit you. Um, <laughs> no doubt my, we go? my week, how did it go? It's been all right. Yeah. I, we, we went turkey hunting, but we've been we've been striking. This is probably the worst year we've had yet. It's been mm. a struggle, man. Seeing birds, seeing hens, but just can't get the toms in. I'm, I haven't seen a tom. I don't think I've seen a beard yet. Now, I've only been out. I, well, I was out Saturday. I was out Sunday. Now, Scotty connected. I don't know if we Oh, yeah. That. We didn't say that. Scotty connected. Scotty knocked one down. Yeah. Scotty's really? on the board with a good one, too. Yeah, good beard. Yeah. Yeah, 10-inch beard, some good hooks on it. Yes, he nice. did. Yeah. Nice. It's, uh, it's good to hear that somebody's on the board. Yeah, he went and sat down near a pond. He just was sitting there. He got in late because he went to our, our one spot and there was already a truck there. And he's like, whoa. So I don't know what that was about, but he backed out of there and he went to another spot. So he was late getting in. Like he said, it was getting light. And he just sat down in the woods and he said within 15 minutes, there was a gobble. He gobbled back. It gobbled back and he just echoed it. Came down out of the tree, walked right to him. Boom. Done. That so, awesome. That's interesting. So yeah, he had the he morning off. To go get his- he gobbled. He never, ever, ever hen called once he had no the kidding. morning off to get his covid shot he thought what the heck i'm gonna go hunt i can be back before i got the appointment for my for my shot and he was with a long beard <laughs> yep but he <laughs> never spent a morning he never called he or never never hen called he just gobbled and he said all i did was mimic it it gobbled i gobble it gobbled i gobble it gobbled i gobbled came off the roost and- walked, right to, walked right to him that's incredible. You know, see, that's, that's part of what, what the problem is. You overthink it and you try to figure out what call works. And mm-hmm. that was a simplistic approach. Just mimic it and, and see, what, see what you can get get done. And 20 minutes later, he's got a bird in the back of the truck. Yep. yep. Have a good day. 
Yeah. So you guys have been striking out. You you seeing birds? I'm not, I'm seeing that. heads. I don't think I've seen a beard. I don't. Uh, other than the pictures yeah. Scott sent me, and now I haven't been out as much as Dad and everybody. So I'm claiming that excuse because I've been working so much. I, yeah. Normally I get out a lot more than I have. But I went out a couple times with my son-in-law and Bill, and where we set up in one spot, they were the first morning. Then they were we were the. the, the the second morning, they're where we were, and you know, vice versa, seeing them but not getting them in. So, hmm. but anyway, other than that, I had a great week this week. I got the, a new oil or a filter, and the oil changed in the hot rod. I got that all done, and I called my my trusty mechanic, Jamie, and uh, he's the one that picks up all the stuff I need, and and uh, he gets a date deal on it. So, and uh, the only thing is, when you start it cold, it's been backfiring out of out of the left pipes quite badly when it starts up and that backfires echoing in that steel garage in the morning. Wow. With, as noisy <laughs> as it is with all that stuff going bang, bang, bang in there. So we, we checked it out and found out that uh, the left header had blown a header gasket. So Jamie said, well, I'll pick that up. And that was last Saturday afternoon and changed the oil and everything. And he says, I'll pick that up and come over and give you a hand and change that header gasket this Saturday afternoon. Good deal, Jamie. Might as well. It's going to be snowing, so you might as well. But there's been yeah. no good weather to cruise. No good. It's been well, raining, and I think cold. that's the turkey problem. It's been windy well, every time I'm out good. there. It's windier than crap. Like it's insanity. And it was not only windy, but rain, and it's just miserable. Yeah, you know it. Yeah, I said to Candace the other day, we're we're out in hunting shed. And I said it's not even turkey. It feels like fall deer weather. I should be packing up my my stuff to go deer hunting, not right? my my spring stuff to go turkey hunting. I was in my you know long uh, just my jacket, my toque, and long pants, and I said this is ridiculous. Yeah. It's not turkey weather. No, it is. I wore my my actual full full on coveralls that I wear deer hunting, full thin slate yeah. and everything. The one day, like yeah, it's ridiculous, and the wind is just yeah. absolutely stupid. And the wind, no, I think it, that's your number terrible. one. The, the cold, not as bad, because I've shot them wearing a toque. But I, I will say that the wind, I just, I, they don't like to travel much. That wind, everything's blowing around, and they can't make out. And they can't see danger, and yeah, I yeah. think they hunker down and they stay put. And they definitely, they definitely don't let you know where they are. No, they're no, quiet. and I, for sure, I, I agree with you. I mean, I've seen birds in heavy wind in fields, but they're not strutting and chasing hens around. They're they're picking picking their food and then you know circling back into the bush and doing that. But it, I went out uh, three times on on the weekend. I went out on Saturday morning, and uh, it was a great morning. I got out to uh, the new spot uh, where I deer hunt, and it's County Bush again. I got up super early in the morning, headed out, out there, and uh, and right away, I, I think I texted you mid morning or something like that. But I got in there, set up, and at five fifteen, right on the nose, I heard my first gobble. And five fifteen, it is dark, that's freaking black. Dark, dark. You wake him yeah. up. Were you like, hey, gobble at me? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It it, it was definitely they didn't not like me. the smell was, of tea. It could have been. It, it was the. The uh, the rooster, uh, the, the farmer across the road has a rooster. Oh, we got every one time of those. That, that rooster rooster crowed, turkeys gobbled, and that rooster was crowing at five fifteen in the morning. Oh, and uh, sure enough, you know, for for forty minutes before, uh, you know, uh, legal shooting time, I think was uh, it started at six forty or something like that. And I'd like to, I wanted to get in there half an hour before legal shooting time to have a 
a cup of coffee. I poured coffee in the in the in the thermos and uh, a little bit of breakfast and wait till the world wakes up around me. And sure enough, the world woke up around me and that bird did not stop gobbling. It was three of them. There was three toms uh, gobbling. Two were close and the other one was, was quite a bit, quite a bit far away. And, uh, but I was competing with, with that rooster. It, it seemed because they, uh, they nonstop gobbles right up to about nine thirty, And all they did was just, uh, go away. But what I didn't tell you is they were gobbling on the other side of a road. Ah. So I was hunting probably 150, maybe, maybe 200 yards, uh, in the bush, uh, uh off the road. And, uh, I guarantee you they were in that little block of bush right there. They hit the ground and they kept sounding like they were coming closer to me goblin and then they would go away yeah and so they were trying to get you as a hen to cross that road because they didn't want to no I, I would agree with you too and and so i got you know a little bit antsy and i and i in fact up my sandwich and and uh uh i said i'm gonna make this happen and so i i backed out and i packed I called, up my sandwich <laughs> yeah i packed up my sandwich i was at a I had two peanut butter and jam sandwiches and I threw up a sandwich I put it in my stomach. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's easy carry if you put it in your stomach. Or or not if you put too many in your stomach. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but, so I backed out to the main trail and I gobbled, or I, um, I, I took my gobble call out and it broke. So that that was... That was God telling you not to, not to gobble, Bill. I was to use the other call. So I... I, I I put the mouth call in and I, I started to aggressively, uh, I, I did some aggressive calls. I did some, some easy calls and I was getting responses all the way through. And then I probably, I moved about, I would say another 150 yards, 200 yards East. And I just kept f- paralleling the road, uh, at the same distance off the road, but I tried to move into the bush a little bit. Sure enough, gobbles all the way through, but sucker would not, cross the road yeah they it's hard it's hard to get them to come up a hill it's hard to get them to come across the ravine and it's definitely hard to get them across a fence yeah yeah they they did not have uh any liking for that so yeah you know and then then i went back out to the car you know and i i was contemplating whether i was gonna um hunt the front side of that bush uh and then seven atvs ripped past me so (laughs) well yeah and you're on public land right yeah, well, that's so that's it. still it, impressive. It, it, but maybe that was God not letting you get shot using that gobble call on. <laughs> on maybe, land. yeah. It was uh, <laughs> something had to had to give because uh, it's like, I nope. went to another bush. Uh, the, the same day it was it was second bush that I, I looked at. Uh, it was county bush again, and I get out of the car and I walk a hundred yards, and then two UTVs pull up and unload and. Uh, um, a dirt bike grips past me and I just turned around, went back in the car and I said, forget it. I'm going home. <laughs> so, but that was Saturday morning. So heard birds and, uh, I still have yet to see a bird while hunting. No doubt. Uh, well, th- this year and last I, I, so. I've seen hens and, but I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a beard. And so, but I haven't been to the David Suzuki woods either. I've only been to, yeah. to two of our spots and, and I haven't been to that where we that's typically our haunt 
So now opening morning when we had all those gobblers there at what, 70 yards or whatever the heck they were. I mean, that kind of wet your whistle for let's go hunt the crap out of that. But yeah, it's such sure. a small property that we have permission on there that they, they walk and leave that property. Then you're waiting for them to come back. And when's that happen? So yeah, I think yeah. that's her, but, but we built a pretty kick butt blind. Didn't we dad? Oh, did we ever? I couldn't get dad to stop. We got bored on uh, what was it? Sunday. No, it wasn't Sunday morning. No, yeah. Saturday morning, Saturday morning, last yeah. Saturday morning. So we didn't have any gobblers right near us. They were so far away. We had three hens and and one we busted when we were setting up and took off, but the other two stayed and then they dropped down about 80 yards in the woods and just walked away. We had some gobblers starting to come, but again, down in the bottom in that swell, they would not come up that hill and they stayed, they played with us for about 45 minutes until the gobbles dissipated away. So I said, that's it. Let's move over to that other side of that woods. We had a hen walk by that other side. I said, let's go over to that side of the woods and set up just our, across the field. Sorry. So we, we moved 80 yards across on the other side of that little finger that we were on of the, and, and like a little horseshoe of the field and got in there. And I'm like, we sat there till what dad quarter to 10 and nothing. And I said, you know what? Instead of trying to get you and Bill in here in the dark, if we come in here again and there's those gobblers at 70 yards, why don't we build a blind out of all of the wood, the logs, ever all the crap, the deadfall that's laying here so that we don't have to put up a tent or a blind. We don't use tents anyway, but put up a blind, put up any blinds and make any kind of ruckus. We just sneak in and sit down sit. inside the log yeah. cabin. That's perfect. And so I couldn't get dad to stop, man. It was <laughs> heck, it was quarter to 11. I think by that I sent you pictures of it. And dad still kept going. He put another wall on it. So that's, that's awesome. awesome. It's a beautiful log cabin. And it's and high then, enough that, that I can use my chair in there. Oh, yeah. Like, because oh, he yeah? sits on that big, that big studio chair, right? That swivels 360. Yeah. So I made sure we it's built not, that sucker up to his eyeballs. It's not really that high. He makes it sound like it's really high. <laughs> it's, it's a director's chair. It's not really chair. that like high. I mean, you sit at the kitchen chair, table. Yeah. Yeah. make chairs on the ground. He couldn't, I couldn't get out of them. But it, it, it's the, if he's, he's trying to choreograph the turkeys, he said, okay, okay. Take three, take three. It is yeah, director's chair. You, you okay? You come down out of the tree now. It's your turn. But this prompted Todd to decide no. that he could carry a folding chair in a camouflage. No, I got no options. Not I used to chair. have a little tiny chair. It was a, called a turkey hunting chair. It was specifically built for it, and it's like a, a really low laying, like six inches off the ground kind of mm -hmm. hammock chair that folds up. But I sit in that thing beside dad and I can't even whisper to him because he towers over me like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar looking down. And so I'm going like, this sucks. I got to stand up, whisper in his ear, sit back down in the chair. Why do I even bother? Might as well bring my, my chair that's a big studio chair. So then he complained oh, it's heavy. So I said, well, leave it in the truck. And I'll." he said, I need, it needs to be like a backpack. And I said, well, leave it in the truck and I'll, uh, yeah. I'll put it into a, I'll make a backpack strap. I'll put straps on it. So you can backpack it in. So I got up early one morning and I really hastily went down and measured everything up. And I started bolting straps to this chair and I put it on over my shoulders <laughs> like you would a backpack. And then I fastened a, a strap between the two straps. You could tighten up, hold them together so they didn't slide down off your shoulders. And like almost like your vest where it snaps together in front. And yep. I thought there, and I threw it in the truck. So one night this week, I said, I texted him. Wednesday night. Wednesday Last night. night. Last yeah. night. Last night. I texted him. 
because he's busy on the line all the time, but he'll answer a test cause, text because he thinks it's work. So I said, <laughs> if you're done early, like between four and five, want to go out, just want to go north of town, 10 minutes north of town for an hour. And he, so he didn't text me back, but then later on he said, hey, I've had a meeting canceled. I can. So he was done at 430. So he comes upstairs. Okay, I'm all done. I go home, get my stuff. I'll be right back, pick you up, get changed. So we go out. I said, here, put this on. So he puts it on like a backpack, grabs all his stuff. Then we go. And then he comes, I get my chair in there. I go to sit down. He said, did you open this chair when you got it all done? I, I didn't open it. No, I just tried to make it work. He says, well, there's a strap wrapped around here somehow. It wouldn't let it open. So I had to rip one off to open it. So, so much for the backpack chair. When you make the strap of a chair that folds up when it's folded, you got to take into account that it unfolds. So, Bill, I'm, I almost made a perfect backpack chair. wouldn't call it perfect. It you were almost put all, straps on a work chair. going in. It just didn't work going out. So, I'm, I'm starting to feel really bad hey, about we rubbing gotta, off I appreciate on you guys that, Bill. With the we almost, band yeah. together, Bill. I mean, you know, you we're one and the same here. He's the only perfect the, one. This is it. Yeah, I just <laughs> wish I had time Easy. to expound on my perfection for you guys. Right, right. Uh, you can take all the time you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on uh, Sunday morning, though, I had a great morning. Great morning. I don't know. I think I sent you pictures of that one too. You did. It was daddy daughter time. It was absolutely daddy daughter. Put the snacks in the bag. I was going to say, the only thing that matters is you better have snacks. I learned my lesson. Yeah, it was absolutely the only thing that mattered. I went out on, uh, like I said, Saturday morning and then Canis dropped the, uh, my wife dropped the the kids off at work, uh, the big kids. And then she had to make a trip to the bulk barn with the little one. And she asked what, what I wanted for snacks. And I said, I do not care. Just whatever the little lady wants, put it in a bag, gummies. If it's going to make her sit quiet and enjoy (laughs) the day. I said, I don't care if I'm out there five minutes or, or five hours, if she's happy, that's, that's all it's about making memories and, and doing, doing something with the family. Right. And, and I went back to the, the spot. It, uh, I had a couple options. Uh, none of them were great, but I at least wanted to bring her somewhere that I knew I'd hear birds. Hear gobbles. Like I've heard, heard birds yep. and gobbles to keep her interested. So we went back to the same spot I went Saturday morning, Saturday morning. But that spot is uh, no, no Sunday gun hunting. So I took the crossbow. Oh, you got the bow and, out. Yeah, I took the crossbow out and and uh, <laughs> and she was she was a trooper. I, I tell you, we had to walk quite a ways from where, where I parked to get into this spot because it's just just the way it is. And and she was a little scared because <laughs> it was she, so she dark. Was, it was so dark, and like the coyotes weren't howling or nothing, but she could not see uh, like two feet in front of her. Uh, yeah. I didn't I didn't realize, but the ball cap I had on kept kept slipping down over top of her eyes so she couldn't see in front of her so she was a little bit scared going into her and i, I quietly whispered hey hey you okay yeah i said he's a little scared yeah <laughs> so she was she, she admitted she was a little scared I said, don't worry about it i'm right here you know, we got all the time in the world let's just take our time get in there and uh and she would not leave my side for for one inch so walking down a one person path <laughs> we had to go too wide because she had to walk uh, beside me, but <laughs> we finally got everything all, uh, all in there and she helped me put the decoys out. 
sure enough, right again, 515, uh, like clockwork from the day before, the turkey started to gobble again. And I'm thinking, this is nuts. So uh, she, her eyes, you know, uh, I guarantee lit right up there. But <laughs> so, so we had the hot chocolate, we had a bagel and we had uh, the candies, uh, the snacks <laughs> and I get her all set up and put the blind out. First thing she, she was reaching for the snacks at five, five fifteen in the morning. Right. You and know, I said, well, you, maybe. this is not a bad dad. What kind of snacks do you like? <laughs> Yeah, she sat quiet. She never moved. You gave her the. So I said, I said, whisper to her. <laughs> so he might be onto something. He's just sitting here shaking his head. <laughs> but, so I said, you got to eat your bagel first, and at least, at least eat half your bagel. So she had the bagel in a sandwich form, and she ate half the sandwich, and then took the two halves apart and measured them together to make sure it was exactly half, so that she could have her snacks and. The hot chocolate we poured, I poured a coffee, she poured a, a hot chocolate, and we kind of had had a, uh, a hot chocolate and a coffee listening to the gobbles while the sun was starting to come up. And That's so cool. Yeah, it was awesome. We painted our faces because, uh, you know, I, I do. I don't like I'm glad you said that. I showed, so I showed my, because I couldn't get, my, my youngest one has promised me she is going to go and sit in the woods with me for two hours. And she's the same age as Violet. And so I showed her when you sent me the pictures and she goes, what's, what, what's on their face? And I answered it with the simplest explanation I could. And I just said, well, Bill likes to wear makeup. Yeah. <laughs> she looked at me with the weirdest look. I left it at that, buddy. You got some yeah. damage control to do, but regardless. Uh, <laughs> so sorry, it. carry it's on. Daddy daughter day. You got you to put these rules. Whatever you got, whatever it takes, right? He's ruthless, Bill. He's absolutely ruthless. He doesn't uh, care what he says. Yeah, it is, this is it. he knows that I can't go down there right now to give him a swat. So. Stay at home order. <laughs> yeah, but no, so we uh, put the camel paint on and uh, and um, sure enough, the birds started gobbling and we gobbled back. And, you know, she was, like I said, more interested in the snacks. She had half that bag of snacks gone before seven o'clock and now now she's looking around, when do the turkeys show up? You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. They're gobbling. Yeah, they're gobbling, and and now it's it's getting on seven thirty, and it's it's just starting to rain. And she's like, "Oh, okay, we got to go now. It's starting to rain." I'm like, "Okay, you know what? Birds are gobbling, but you know what? You want to go? But no problem. Make make this as enjoyable as possible. You know it." And we did. And we 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 were home by probably eight thirty in the morning. But she uh, had nothing but good things to say about the morning. She loved the hearing the birds and. And uh, it, she was looking for a gobble gobble bang, but it was just more gobble gobble. She says, and that's, but <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. that thermos, of, that, that thermos of hot chocolate comes into play later in my week. I won't tell too much, but I'm sitting out here yesterday having a, a work phone call. I'm in the sunroom, doors closed, and Cheyenne, my oldest, is doing dishes. So I don't know if you know what happens to hot chocolate when it's left in the thermos for a few days. <laughs> You're talking to me, Bill. If I've ever had yeah. anything in a thermos, I know how long I know what it looks like. But I don't think I've taken hot chocolate. <laughs> so what happens is it turns into a chemical experiment and it explodes. Does it really? I would have thought that, it would have got hard and like left like this, like pudding. No, I don't know what. Yeah, okay, that's a good, good thought. I would have thought the same. But she had a little bit of milk in it to cool it down, I guess. But that 
it's some chemical experiment inside that thermos. And when my daughter went to, my oldest it daughter popped. went to take the lid off, it literally, <laughs> I, I thought uh, she dropped a, a massive crock pot or something in the kitchen because it blew awesome. up in my kitchen. The, the top blew off the thermos, bounced off the wall, bounced off the bottom side of the cupboard into the sink, hot chocolate, putrefied, gross all over the wall. My daughter, oldest daughter comes out. What? the heck was that and and she she had this scared look on her face because it was like a bomb went off <laughs> so public service announcement for everybody that takes hot chocolate empty it after your hunt <laughs> was was she very impressed she was impressed at the amount of uh, pieces that came off the thermos that's for sure <laughs> So. Oh wow, that's good to know. Might have to give that yeah. a try. Well, we almost had a good uh, a good day of uh, turkey hunting with with birds in the, in the bush, but that didn't that didn't matter. All that matters was I had a good day with my youngest. That's right, and, and uh, made some memories, and and she liked it. That's all. It's going. And yeah, and she wanted to go back. That's awesome. So, yep, yeah. we were going to do an afternoon hunt, but in her words. We got a better chance of seeing and hearing birds in the morning, so I'll get up early with you. Yeah, you're you're lucky, so, Bill. It's good hard answer. for me to have a good day with my youngest. It's getting hard all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ditto. Yeah. They stop listening to that at a certain age, don't they? Oh. <laughs> I don't know if he ever did. <laughs> yeah, they stopped was, listening uh, around 72. Yeah, I didn't tell you the only the only other thing in that story that was it was pretty awesome was it was a uh, quarter to four. I woke up in the morning and uh, we had laid out all the clothes for for the next morning. Good call. Just a what's that? Good call. Yeah, no, we, we weren't wanting to look for anything in the morning, and you know, Violet was uh, was super excited. So we laid out, you know, all the uh, we had a one piece uh, uh, thermal coverall type thing and uh, the hat, and so I go to wake her up. And she had dressed in it all before she went to bed. And she's laying there sleeping in full camo with her hat and with her her, her, <laughs> her full outfit on top to bottom minus the boots. And she was ready to go. So this shows you how excited the little one was to spend some time in the bush with that. So that's what it's all about, right? That is. That is awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, Bill. I love it. Yeah. See, she's got to talk to my daughter. Mine yeah. has promised me, but we need good weather, man. I just, now yeah. it's Saturday morning, but it's going to be cold and snowing, so. Yeah, it's going to be a minus one here, and I think I'm going to go back out to uh, County Bush in the one spot right around the corner from the house here where I saw fresh turkey tracks last time I was out, but I went in the afternoon and didn't hear anything or see anything, but anyways, options are limited, and I'm hoping that finally we get to connect on the weekend, so. Well, we had a hen come out Wednesday night, but that was it. Did you? Yeah. Um, a few days earlier, was it Sunday, I guess? You and I and Rick were there. And uh, we had, Rick saw a couple of toms and a hen. Todd and I didn't, but Rick did. But they were the other end of the field. So Wednesday night, said, let's go to where they came out. And the hen come out, but no toms. It was time. a good spot because I had to work. And then I finally, I was going to have a meeting for... Asia Pacific and everything else. So that time frame is, you know, it's later that we've got to connect. So, yeah. which would be early for them. But so that meeting got canceled. So I'm like, oh, we actually can go. So that's the meeting dad was talking about. Yeah, we can go. Let's rock. So 
it was good because this spot is the spot where we went goose hunting. I, I, we took you this, the afternoon goose hunt where that big oh, yes. buck yep. came out in the field, right? So yep, we could one. walk down the tracks and set up where we set for goose hunting because they come across that field. And so we weren't going to be seen walking across the field if they were already on the edge of the woods ready to come across because we're not getting in there till five o'clock quarter after. So walking across the edge of that field at quarter after five, any, any birds on the edge of that bush are going to see us like they're going to spook. So able to walk down the tracks, which is like 200 yards away from that woods. Right. And then sneak into that bush line right there and just sit down and wait for them to come across to us across that field was probably our best bet for doing that kind of hunt. So and you didn't hear a gobble or, or nothing? Well, well, you saw the hand, obviously, but you, you didn't hear a gobble. Yeah, no. What were you saying, Dad? That just the... That was it, just the hand. I, I, we were hoping that that hand might have had a couple times with it, like when Rick saw it, but no, not this time. Hmm. They've just been fooling us this year. Oh, I'm still blaming well, the weather. You'll get there. Yeah, the weather got is faith terrible. Yeah, still blaming the weather. But we're going to come out yeah. of this, and then it's going to be turkey dumb. Yeah, I think so. We got a couple weeks here of. Uh, I think next week is supposed to be uh, temperature supposed to come up, and maybe that'll change the birds to a little start bit. Next week, but man, I keep thinking next week, next week, but it just doesn't come up. Get wind. some hens on the nest. Windy get those toms. Every day. Get yeah, it's the yeah. wind. Get kill the wind. Put some hens on their nests and get them toms walking around. Perfect storm then, but yeah. We'll be good to go. That's what I'm waiting for. So, yeah. So you had a, you had a thought. You wanted to explore that well, thought? We had a situation that went down and I thought, hey, I even said it at the time. What a great podcast topic if we were to venture down that road. And so because, I mean, it, it caters to both hunters and fishermen that have done it forever and then to new people getting into it, which is, Hey, what we're all about. So dad, you want to, you want to kick it off? We were trout fishing. I'll set the scene because I wasn't there, but then it's going to lead into what I want to talk about. So we were down trout fishing in our spot where we never see anybody for forever. This is the family spot that's hidden. You know, we've just, we go there, we, we trout fish and we call it trout hunting once a year. We just walk the edge of the stream and drop it in dad. Now he just goes and sits on a, on a little back eddy on a corner and, and the stream ain't wider than like, I don't know, a couple feet, four feet, five feet. It gets at the most. And so we walk the stream and, and catch up to dad and then we have lunch and then we'll go past dad a little further and, and fish away and, and catch brown trout. And so opening morning at trout, we go down and we do this. And by the time I caught up to dad and that, dad. Well, I've fished this spot for almost 50 years and never run into anybody except the landowner on the far side of the stream. And usually we see one or two of the family members on opening day, and that's the only time we fish it. We, we usually do pretty good, and we get some good meals out of these wonderful brown trout fresh in the spring. And uh, he improved the little bridge that allows us to get back and forth across the, the stream. But they don't fish for trout. There's a pond right there on their side of the stream, and they come in and fish that pond and just just have the kids fishing and just have a fun time. They don't fish for trout. Well, this year, they 
build a little cabin back there. That is pretty cool. And they stay oh, yeah. in it overnight. They got a stove in Even it in the, the whole winter, nine yards. And, and they in it ice skate on the pond, and it is really nice. cool. I was nice. really surprised to see it. Well, so this year, the whole family come in, like later on in the morning. Of course, we come in right at first light. So I go and sit down, and uh, Bill's with me this time. So we're sitting about six or eight feet apart on this bend, and we're we're still fishing because neither one of us want to walk up and down the stream any further than we have to, especially in the dark. So anyway, we're sitting there fishing. Well, then, I don't know, maybe an hour after light, these two white trucks drive in and come right down to the north of us, come right down on that side of the stream, and park right beside the bridge that we used to cross the stream. And it looked like a father-son. We could see him. Wasn't the landowner. Wasn't the landowner. Wasn't the landowner. It looked like a father-son. And never see anybody in there at all. So we watched them from a distance, get everything ready. And at first I thought, well, they've gone downstream because we didn't see them. Next thing I know, there they are right beside us. And in between us. Right in the same spot. And in between us. And like, they're, like yeah. they're dad and, and Bill are eight feet apart. They're, Literally their poles could poke each other. And then these guys go in between them and they're fishing with spinners and they're leaning this way and leaning that way and casting over our heads and beside us. And they're drawing these spinners through this pool and they're working down and they're working up and back and forth. And then the younger one, he throws a spinner a little far, a little too far and he gets caught on a branch about three feet from the other side. Right beside Bill. Uh, yeah, right beside. And he can't get it off. So he puts his pole down. He walks by both of us, goes back to the bridge, makes his way through the brush, walks up to where his his line is snagged in the water. He's got waders. He wades into the water, unhooks the, the spinner, throws it back to our side of the stream, <laughs> walks back down, comes across the Wades bridge. into the pool that they're, they're fishing uh, to get his spinner out. And, and the meanwhile, the, the older one, I'm assuming it's a father-son, they came in two different vehicles, but the older one is, he's still fishing all up, all the runs. Not a word being said. Not a <laughs> word. Nothing. They didn't... <laughs> And then the next thing you know, they move upstream. And I didn't know how far they went. I didn't Never know came they, to me. Todd and, and Rick said they never came to them. But the next thing I know, they're working their way back down again. And then maybe an hour later, the, the trucks leave. Well, then the family comes down. And so I said, uh, two white trucks drove down here. And they were dumbfounded. What do you mean they drove down here? It's two white trucks drove right down here and parked right here, right by your cabin. And he didn't know how they got in. He didn't know how they found their way in. Because it was that's a, unbelievable. Was a farm road. So yeah. what? Where now? You can see where I wanted to go with this. Oh is yeah. What yeah, has that happened? Fired me up. What has happened to fishing etiquette, which also then applies to hunting etiquette, which then applies to just outdoorsman etiquette. It blew my it, mind. Not saying a word. Fish in the same hole. You don't do that. No. Especially seeing as they were there, your dad. You can, and yeah, Bill you were there can for, fish 20 feet from them. You can walk by them and you can fish upstream. You could fish downstream, but you don't fish the same hole they're in. They're and, fishing like you guys weren't even there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, there was no then, concern whatsoever. And then to walk all the way around and then to cross and go wade into the pool. Like he could have got hooked by Bill's hook. 
getting his spinner off a log under the water. <laughs> that, that's, so, that's, that's so ignorant. I can't even Are you with explain. Me? So you're the well, same. I, you're yeah, on I, the same page as me. hundred percent. I, I can't believe it. I it mean, befuddles me. I said to Bill, I said to Bill, what do you think of that? He said, I can't believe that. That's unbelievable. I would never dream. He says, I'm a fisherman. He loves to fish. He's just never fished brown trout before. They go, they go cottaging and fishing all lake, every year. Lake fishing. Yep. He loves fishing. He says, I would never fish somebody's hole while they're in it. I would never fish that close to somebody ever. Like, it blew my mind. And I just thought yeah, that's ignorance. I don't care who you are. That's straight up no, that's ignorance. ignorance. <laughs> it bl- it absolutely blew my mind. So I thought, is this a lost art? Is this dead? Is this not being passed on to the generations that you don't do it? You don't hunt somebody else's place that is hunting. You don't. F- and there's so many, what I would consider then unwritten rules that maybe we need well, to discuss. That's, that's hundred percent. it. I mean, we got, we got the rules that are written that everybody should follow because they're the law. By the MNR. But but yeah, of course they're 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 the law, the legal legal way that we're supposed to. But then there's things that you just know from generational past down and being a good person. You don't, you know, that's like setting it's a tree stand up being five, a good person, yeah. five feet for you. Well, I'm in a tree stand on public land, and it's never happened. But you know, a guy puts his tree stand up five yards from me, and he's entitled to do that because it's public land, and I don't own it. But you just, you don't you, you do would it. never, you see you a vehicle there, you back out. You don't want to well, ruin yeah. that person's hunt. Somebody beat Sorry. you there. You're too late. Sorry. See, that's how the cookie crumbles. See, that's what happened yeah. to, to Scotty. The place he was going, they're personal friends of Scotty and they own several properties. And so. So they we, probably gave permission to somebody else or it was them. Right. Well, we, so we absolutely. got to know them. Right. And so now they know us by name and we, you know, the whole, they're, good. they're amazing people. Yeah, they're so, and, and, and they're, they're nice. They, they let other people hunt. That's guaranteed. Yeah, I don't know if they do or not, but either way, Scott went in and here's a truck he didn't recognize. Now we, we discovered that the grandson has taken up turkey hunting, but we're not sure if it was the grandson or not. It could very well have been, but Scott didn't know who it was. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's a truck there. There's a truck there. There's so a truck there. You don't know. It likely yeah. was the Back grandson or the son. And so Scott just backed out and he went to the home farm. So it worked out okay because he wasn't at the home farm a half hour and he had a gobbler down. But the thing is, you back out. You leave. Yeah. You know? That's, well, that's, I mean, that's you, just you how it goes. The opening, to, opening day of turkey hunting. I, I told the story a couple weeks ago. I showed up and this is the spot. It's public land. Like, seconds before the, the next hunter behind me. And he came to me and said, where are you going? You know, it wasn't, I'm going here, stay out of this spot. It's the unwritten rules of hunter etiquette and ethics. You were there first. That I was there first, uh, first right of refusal in whatever spot that yep. I'm going for. And then we, we work together. And then even. is it okay if I go over here, will that bother you? And that's exactly. your call. And he, he even said that I won't go back there when I'm doing a little bit of running and gunning because I know that you're back there. He didn't have to do that, but that's what the, the, that's our sport etiquette. is all about. It's being a good person and, and having some etiquette and being respectful of the people that are around, even if you don't know them. Well, and see, I think we got to talk about this because it's going to get worse. There's more and more hunters, which is awesome, which is what we want, right? We want it to yeah. spread, but you got to have that come and, and realize, okay, well, you weren't first there. That's just how it goes. Yeah, it's disappointing. It, Sorry. 
It is what it is, yeah. right? And That's so right. when these guys, the dad told me this story, I went, holy cheese. So I have been to the grand fly fishing. So we took fly fishing lessons. Dad got it for me and my brother-in-law, I don't even know, 20 plus years ago now, oh, probably yeah. 25 years ago for Christmas. Yeah, that was a super gift. I was excited. We were all excited. It was pretty wicked. I caught like an 18 inch brown on the fly yeah. Yeah. that day. So nice. we went up to Fergus and we did fly fishing lessons. So we're in a field and we're just casting away. They supplied lunch and then you hit the river. And so there's sections of the river that are controlled and it has to be barbless hook, catch and release only because they release and they release so many, many fish in there that, you know, you're going to catch, you're going to catch trout. Like it's a good time. And so I didn't know it, but so we did that. And, and we caught some fish that day. So me and my brother-in-law decided we're going to go back. So now there are guys that, uh, and, and I get this, if you're into this, if you listen to us, I, it's awesome. And I, I think it is an amazing hobby and there's clubs up there, which is so wicked and cool. It's not for me because I'm not that patient, <laughs> if you will. But I have a hard time, I have a hard time thinking that about you. Yeah, yeah, I've got a kayak with a motor. I ain't even going to paddle. I'm not patient enough <laughs> to paddle to a spot. I'm driving to a spot to fish. So when, when we got up there, my brother-in-law, we're the same and we're wearing our hunting waders where these, and this was the first time, like 25 years ago, whatever it was that I was introduced that I didn't even know they made waders and then they made waiter boots for your waiters. Yeah. So the waiters just, yes. I got a pair after that, but I was unaware like these expensive waiters, the fishing waiters that look like socks uh, on your feet, like a onesie. And then you buy waiter boots that have holes in them and let the water out and they're just for grip. And so I'm like, Oh, that's pretty cool. We're wearing our hunting waiters. So it is what it is. And so away we go. My brother-in-law's tatted up. He's a big dude, six, 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 seven, two eighty five, And he's got tats and, and he's got the beard. And so anyway, so we're out there. Well, it's hot. So he takes his shirt off and just has a, a fishing vest on and his shirt's hanging in a tree somewhere and we're fishing away. And there's a, a, a father's son that come down and they have, they have benches along that section of the river. That is so cool. You can go sit there now. Why you would sit there. I don't know. You got a fishing pole in your hand fish, but this father's son came, came upstream behind us and they went and sat on the bench and watched us. And I'm thinking, and we were catching them. I mean, nonstop, we were catching them, not big ones, but, but we were catching them on streamers and it was a good time. And so I'm like, Rick, why are these guys just sitting there watching us? This father, son, why aren't they fishing like this? <laughs> go, like there's holes all the way along, go past us. Like it was bizarre to me. So as they were sitting there, two older guys came downstream and fishing and we just kept fishing because we had a hot hole, man. We were every cast. We were, we were pulling in trout and it's catch and release. So you're there for the fight anyway. Right? So if you find a hole where you're going to catch them like that, you don't leave it. It's not like, okay, this hole's only got small ones. I'm going to move to the big ones. Who cares, man? You're catching fish. Catching fish, yeah. So we're having a blast. So we're catching and catching and catching like nonstop. And these guys come down and, and they move off over by the bench and they stand there for a good five minutes and watch us. So now the father, son are sitting on the bench. These two older dudes are watching us fish. And so eventually they move on past us and, and carry on downstream and fish. And the father come out to us and he says, you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous to say this uh, with the looks of you and stuff like that. But he says, I need to mention to you that that was pretty rude. And I'm like, 
pardon me? And my brother-in-law goes, what? <laughs> and he's like, whoa, well, he says, it's an etiquette thing. He says, in the stream, when somebody's coming downstream, they have the right of way. So you guys really? were fishing there and they caught you coming downstream. You should back out, let them fish through your hole and carry on down. And once they're gone, you can move back in. I don't think so, Tim. I was at the hole first. I wasn't fishing upstream. I was not moving. I was fishing the hole. Yeah. They came downstream. Feel free to go around me. Have a good day. But yeah. yeah. And so I think back now that that was, that's the law of that land. I didn't know. Nobody nope. told me until, unless that guy told me now, have I been back? No, <laughs> because I, yeah. I, 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 I now, would go fishing where I can keep the fish and, and you know, it's more of a, more of a challenge and stuff that there, they're just, there's so many, I, I said back then you could, you could just throw a, anything in and I think they would, they would jump on it. So, I mean, it's great for your first time, but I wanted to go where I could catch bigger fish and I could keep them. And so we haven't been back and it's a drive for us anyway, but we hadn't been back, but I still remember that, that they have that much etiquette. I'm not even asking for oh, that. But you, no, but <laughs> You know what? If, uh, some of that stuff to me is is valuable because when it's lost, it's gone forever. Well, and you that's know, when, it. That's my concern. When, yeah, and mine too. When when you look at the, the young people, old people, whoever doesn't matter, and they don't have the the courtesy to say, uh, you know, yes sir, and, and and that kind of stuff, you lose a piece of history. You lose a piece of the where we were born and raised on, and 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 you'll never get that back. And if we don't continue on with it or teach people that that's the uh, right way to act. with overpopulation and 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 the more empowerment folks have and the more ignorance because you know the the me 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 thought process yeah. it's, well, that's it. it's it, gonna it, get worse and we and need to and drop some hands to stop well people need to stop thinking about themselves first yeah you know and, and that, that's where where it, it really bothers me in today's society is where it, it what can i do for myself and then maybe if i have time uh, maybe I'll have you as a consideration for a scrap and the leftover. And that's the wrong attitude. Mm-hmm. I was always raised to, to, to help other people and to be a good person and to look out, look out for somebody. And, and if, if I can do that, you know, and I There's mean, there's more pride doing that. in helping well, somebody. For me, for me, right? Absolutely. And, and welcome to redneck country. Well, right? and that's it. This is what we're about, right? That's, we want to make sure that we pass on our morals. Dad has instilled to that in me. Mom and dad has instilled that in me. And that's why I'm just so appalled by the fact that this happened. And, and I know it happens and I just can't, I can't get over it. I just can't believe. And then you have a father or somebody that was older that you would think would have come up with that. If it's becoming yeah. lost with, with age and not being passed down, that guy's the reason. He is absolutely. You're you got to pass this off to your son, and if he's it, you just didn't do that. You didn't do it. It blows my mind. No, no, and then it's a teaching moment it, for me. It would be a teaching moment for my my kids. Yeah, my like, family. Hey, look, these guys are here first. We're gonna respect them and say say hello, ask them how they're doing, see how they're they're <laughs> the fishing is. And then move on, yeah. <laughs> you know, make some new friends and move on. And, and that pays big dividends, but it's a sense of entitlement people have to say, that's the body of water. I'm allowed to be here. You don't own it. Tough. Yeah. Oh, and, I, and that's I, I'm not the, for the that. wrong approach. 
Yeah, that's crap. And and I think so that goes even more. And this this is a, a, a big reason, I think, why that newer hunters, newer fisher folks have a hard time getting somebody to apprentice them or take them out. Because I know we're very cognizant of it, right? I know you guys call yourselves the Alliance. It's your hunting crew, right? Down here, we, we what I have dubbed the inner circle, that you've got to be in our inner circle if we're going to take you hunting. Because what that is doing is it's opening up a gateway that if you are not that person that you just described, Bill, if you are not somebody that thinks of somebody else, if you're the selfish person, very easily and quickly, you could start talking to farmers that we take you to the property to hunt and trying right. to weasel your way in and either causing now we have such good relationships. I don't know if that would happen. It depends on how good of a salesperson that is, I suppose, but it, it could, it could cause us problems. Like why is this guy coming to bug us? You got, you brought him here and now he keeps coming and bugging me. What are you guys doing? Who else are you bringing? And it would just cause issues. So we're very yeah. cognizant now because you don't know who you would love to say, yeah, we'll take you hunt. We'll take you goose hunting. Come on down. But the, the problem is I show you where we goose hunt. I introduce you to the farmer. Now, what does that do? Yeah. And so it could open up Pandora's box with the wrong people. And, and, that's and yeah. So it is very tough lose. to get for us. Like I, we take new hunters hunting absolutely all the time, but it's tough for us. And we're very cognizant. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of explaining on that etiquette that we do ahead of time. And then, and then once you're in the inner circle, it's, it still continues on. So I know Scotty well, would here, argue he, with us. Sorry. Here's a question. Here's, well, here's a question on that topic there, you know, cause I, I got my own thoughts on it, but how do you, how do you broach that subject with somebody who's a, who's a, a friend that you've never hunted with or somebody, an acquaintance to make them uh, understand the etiquette without giving, uh, you know, offense. Oh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty straightforward, my man. I tell it how it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I lay it out. I, I, that is one thing near and dear to my heart is where we hunt the relationships that my dad has built over time. I understand how valuable this is. I don't want it messed up for nothing. So I got no issues. And, and if you want to come hunting with us, you're going to hear me out before it even happens. Right. Yeah. And I can give you names of people we've taken hunting and, and absolutely. And, and folks that have helped out redneck countries initiatives and we've taken hunting and they've, they've heard the same thing. They, they know, yes, I understand the restrictions. Now, can you, can you hold them to that? You got to judge and make sure that they're good folks. Right. But the actions that they've performed to be able to come hunting with us has already proven that they're good folks and think of others, right? Yeah, like I can sure. think of, of a one Jennifer Dines. I don't have a problem mentioning. She was the highest contributor. When we did the Christmas family a couple of years ago, it's been hard with COVID and stuff, but a couple of years ago we were doing Christmas families and, and trying to, you know, identify a family with the school board. We would buy a, a, a figure out what the kids, cause the family's down on their luck. They're not going to have a great Christmas. What are the toys? What are the interests of the kids? And then raise money and, and go buy that stuff. And she was our number one. I know she'd hate me for mentioning her name. I don't care. We're going to say it anyway, cause I'm proud of her, but, so, and we said, I, I just messaged her up. I said, you know what? You're, you're a freaking rock star. You're going to come turkey hunting with us. We're going to take you turkey. And we did. We took a turkey hunting to our spot, the David Suzuki Woods. And I had no problem doing that. Yeah. Usually, Bill, you're friends before that ever happens. Like, you're really good friends. Like your buddy, Bill. Yeah. Like, well, you're, you're really good friends. You, you know what they're like. You, usually, we end up inviting you. 
You know what I'm saying? We invite up yes. inviting you along. And you know that you're going to respect everything, but there's the odd person that will say, Hey, We've had it. <laughs> can I come hunting with you? Or, Hey, can I hunt you with you guys? Can I hunt deer with you guys this year? And you don't even really know them. They just know because we have success, they want to jump on board and sorry, there's a waiting list. And that's not yeah. a lie. There is a waiting list. Oh, how many people would want to go hunt with you? You got property. Full stop. Yeah. Right. Like, Put on Facebook oh, right yeah, now. Well, I got based property this yeah. weekend. Who wants to come hunting turkeys with me? Like, holy, would your phone light up? That's it. And you'd love to help them, but you can't. Like Scotty's can't. nephew, Michael. As soon as he got his license, he knew that he was going to be in the gang. He knew he was going to be in the group. He didn't know. Well, he was, he was nervous. We knew he was. We knew. He we was nervous. Him. We're like, yeah, you're in. So, but regardless, so, and then internal, it still goes on. And this etiquette does not stop, even though we're all in what I call the inner circle, if you will, because Scotty has gone and got us permission in spots. And we've gone and dad, uh, you know how we've, we've done podcasts on how, how permission works and how dad builds the relationship and stuff. So dad's got permission on play and then dad's had permission for years on other spots. They're all welcome. We're in the inner circle, but it's still the fact that me and dad are going to go out and go, we message everybody. Hey, we're like dad Wednesday night. Hey, we're going hunting. At, I mean, it's quarter, it's five o'clock and we just found out we're going, but you're welcome to come. And that goes every which way, 100 and, uh, 360 degrees, right? If somebody's going hunting, you let other people know in the inner circle, you're going hunting and they have the opportunity to go with you. And then even further, if you're going to a spot that like Scotty had permission and then brought us along, it's Scott. Are you got a problem if I go to this purse, this place? Cause yeah. Why are you asking me? I don't, because you were the first person That's it. that brought us into there. Those are those unwritten rules that, that you just, you ask and that's I guarantee you so many hunting relationships been broken from that from the greed from the want and the go I want to go and I know that's a good spot and even though this guy got me in he's not with me I'm going to go I know Scotty's lost hunting hunting buddies because of stuff like that like right now there's six of us that are hunting spring turkeys that were really close friends family and really close friends there's six of us now one of Scott's spots would I suggest that Saturday morning the six of us are going there? It's not too small. A chance. Too small. It, it, not a chance. Somebody's going to be out of the mix and would certainly better not be Scott yeah. because he's the one that got. Yeah. And that's the other thing, right? Scott, your first choice. Where are you going? This is your spot. Yeah. And so six yeah. of us, there's, there's going to be. There's going to be two or three people that are in key spots. There's going to be three people that just sit on, that are just got up early and sat there and wait for the gun to go boom and congratulate you. You just know that. So you don't go to those. So Luckily, we've got, now that we have six folks, split up. thank three, goodness three. we've got the David Suzuki Woods. It's a freaking concession and a half. Oh, yeah. There's, that there's now, five landowners in there. That, if all six of us are going, that's where we're heading because there's 15 good spots. Yeah. It's like the deer hunt with... 14 tree stands. Yeah. There's five of us, 18 tree stands. There's, there's five or six of us and 18 tree stands that those stands are all in good deer killing spots. Right. So, you know, you're good, but it's the etiquette of, and then it goes even further that, yeah, I picked that spot and put my stand there, but I shot deer. I shot two deer out of that last year and you didn't shoot any. Do you want my stand? And that to me should also be 
put out there. I ask every year, does somebody else want my stand? Because my spot's considered the honey hole as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, from a deer, deer hunting standpoint, that, that's a good point too. I mean, if for, even from a camp, if you ever get invited to a camp, you, you need from an etiquette standpoint is to uh, listen first, talk second, if that makes any sense around the table uh, at who's going where, what, what the rules are. Cause every camp's different too, right? I mean, from cooking and, and, uh, the respect of the, the elder people that are in the camp that have put their time in. And I, I think it's, um, th- there's a lot to be said for, um, you know, the, the stands and who's groomed, what stand and the spots and the new guy comes in that hasn't put any, any work in, and he's not going to just jump into the spot that I groomed for into the honey hole you uh, got all, all summer, you know, and you got to pay your dues at, at some time. And it, it whether it's whether it's deer hunting or, or fishing or whatever, you, you got to pay your dues. You got to you respect the people that are, are putting the time and the effort in, and 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 with time, you will become uh, members of that group and and learn what is expected of you and what, what's what's not. I mean, I, I don't know how to articulate it any different than that, but no, it's you. You said it well. You said it well. I think, and and that's the biggest thing. And so the takeaway for me, I'm I'm hoping the takeaway from this is a new fisher folks new hunting folks would would go oh maybe i didn't think of that maybe i i kind of wondered how that worked that's how it works somebody's fishing a hole stay the freak away that's it don't go near that's not that's their they were there first is somebody's hunting public land or you even got dual permission with somebody else because i'll tell you what you also think and go to that farmer and be like hey that person's here and i want to be the one blah 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 blah, blah. you just created grief for that farmer I don't want either one of these on our land. And that's, that's it. And that's the other kicker for dad and bill, not to say a word, right? Where I know a lot of people probably would have, I may even have, but you run the risk of now creating turmoil. You don't know who they are. You don't know if they're friends of the owner. You're assuming they are, they drove down there, but you don't know anything. If they even go off and then next thing you know, you're causing issues for the farmer or the landowner then he's just going to shut her down and yes. now everybody loses. So it was good to just bite your tongue, let them walk away. And that's why I'm saying this because you can't have those confrontations in the field. So before you know, that, it's tough, it's tough because it, it, then you, you, you're getting walked over by potential trespassers. But at the same time, you, to create conflict to your point is, is not the right scenario yeah. either. So you get, this is, this is the only Avenue I could think of people. Yeah. Even though I was amazed that this happened and kind of shocked that it did, we were fishing worms and they were fishing spinners. And we, of course, we had the magic sauce on our hands and and the attractant and all that stuff. So anyway, uh, I was curious too. So I said to the guy, is all you use is spinners? He says, that's all I ever catch them on. And so I didn't say anything because he wasn't hooking our line. And he was throwing spinners. He wasn't getting deep, but he was he was keeping them off the bottom where the snags were. But they were throwing spinners. And I was really curious to see if they were going to pull a trout out of this hole we've been fishing for an hour. And, <laughs> so really, you wanted them to fish it just to go, hey, try and, something different down here. <laughs> and they did not. And so I said to Bill, I'm still convinced that worm's the way to go because we did get fish out of that hole, but they did not. And see, but the difference is, the difference is the approach. 
Yeah. Hey, hey, you're you're fishing here. Do you mind if I could uh, toss my line in? And I guarantee yeah. you would have said, Yeah, you know what? Go ahead. We've been trying here, haven't caught anything. What are you using spinners? Yeah, you know, I'd like to see what that does. Yeah. But it just walking between you, throwing the line over top of you, throwing the line into your hole like it was yeah, no like words. you weren't even there. No that that is like, that's it was like we weren't even the there. It was they didn't even in fact I initiated that conversation. They were saying nothing. In fact, the younger one never opened his mouth. He never answered, never said nothing. He just he just waded into that pool, waded out just like he owned it. Yeah, that's that's where the etiquette conversation comes to full <laughs> right full conversation. And so you here. can't yeah. have that with these people because Both if they have that audacity, imagine no, how they'd they, react if you did say something. No, they, they got to feel the need. They got to feel that they're doing something wrong to learn. Because yeah, if you mention that, now, now all it's going to do is create conflict. Yeah, it's going to be. Person and swearing on their behalf. What what right do you who have knows to tell who can me hear where it? I can and can't fish? And yep, and and that's you. That's I'm not interested in conflict when I'm out in the woods. No, you know, that's I, my I, piece. Is, and now you just well, it's supposed it. to be. Yeah, and now no, you ruined people, it. people that don't understand the etiquette or or the right way of of acting when you're around other people. Yep. It, we it just got for, for us. we just got permission. Farmer says there's two other guys that got permission in there, so I don't care. But it, just know that. What do you say? Absolute. Hey, if their vehicle's there, we're not going near it. Yep. We got other places. So don't you worry about that. You won't even know we're there, nor will they. That's now, right. we hope that if they see our vehicle there, they're going to be of the same mindset, not right. lose their minds but or either go way, to the owner. They're not going to cause a problem because it won't be us. If you get back to that farmer, then he's just going to say, all right, now nobody's going. Right. Mm. So, and, and I don't know, five, six years ago, we had permission to hunt this goose field and it was promising. It looked like it was going to be good on Saturday morning. And it was just Todd and I. We'd already staked it, like, it out. It was like 10 years, well, 12 years ago. Whatever. Anyway, one of my neighbors was a avid uh, goose hunter with his two sons and a friend of the son. And I knew them. In fact, uh, Todd played hockey with one of them. And so over the, anyway, he came to see me. He says, hey, Don, you're going goose hunting in the morning. Yeah, how'd you know? He says, well, I talked to the farmer. I wanted to get in there with the boys, but he said that you had already had it. And he said, he didn't care, but go see you first. So what do you say, right? And he says to me, now, there's four of us. How many of you? I said, there's two. He says, I'll tell you what. If you don't mind hunting with the boys, I won't go. Five's enough. He says, I'll just skip tomorrow. And the boys will meet you and, and Todd there. And as long as you hunt together, are we good? So, yeah, okay, we're good. Uh, rather than cause a problem, cause a rift, and have it get back to the farmer. And and he says, then the boys are going to do a lot of the work. We got as many or more decoys than you have. The layout binds the same. So when we got there in the morning, they were already there. And would you know what that morning, the five of us, we shot 50 geese. And we oh had yeah, a good time. Yep, we had, we shot fifty geese that morning. Yep. Ten apiece. Ten apiece. Season, early season goose season. Nice. So I mean, that, that was up. all possible because of a conversation, yeah. not a confrontation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's got to be people. If anything, 
pass it. Anybody that listens to this that does hunt and fish, pass that on. Even if you think it's it's common sense, apparently it is not. I can't believe no. that it is not. I wouldn't even have thought that somebody would do, especially fishing. Hunting is is even a little more secluded. Fishing so wide, knowing that I figured that was just normal, knowing unwritten rule, you don't do it. And oh, apparently, it just goes to show you that common sense is not that common. Yeah, so it's got to be said. So let's when, be the uh, the voice, and, and let's make sure people yeah. understand it. So when Bob Barker tells you to spay and neuter your pets, let's turn around and take yeah. the same every time. And 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 when you finish talking about hunter fishing, and be respectful of other people, other people's spots. <laughs> I'm going to say yeah, it every time. It. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It was good chat. This is uh, this is stuff that we we take for granted because it's just it, it's instilled in us, and it's how we operate, and and. If, if we can be ambassadors and, and pass on this type of stuff to not only our family, but anybody who listens to us, then we're doing our job. You got we're, we're keeping this pure and we're keeping it the right direction as far as I'm concerned. Amen. Well said, Bill. Awesome. Well, appreciate and your time. I'll toast you with another drink oh, of jeez. I'll toast you too, sir. I'm just about to the end of my, my <laughs> cup here and the end of the podcast. Thanks for joining in the uh, the tea drinking experience here. My gosh. Yep, the heartbeat. cards on the table. Rip them up. Hopefully the heartbeat <laughs> of the podcast will be back next week. Absolutely. Oh, you good have, job, gentlemen. Have a good one, Bill. <laughs> Take care, Bill. Bye-bye. See you guys. And folks, don't forget to be respectful of other people's spots. <laughs> See, I had to do it, Bill. I like Bob Barker. <laughs> And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>